Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today is a very special episode because I am joined by Richie Walsh. Hello, Richie. How are you? Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Richie is literally a neighborhood staple here um, in Riverdale, and anyone who has ever gone out and had any sort of nightlife, I think, knows your name, right? Probably. Yeah, you are, like, literally... um, you're Riverdale famous, Kingsbridge famous for sure, for sure. So you um, were raised here in Kingsbridge? Kingsbridge, yeah. Kingsbridge Heights, actually. Kingsbridge Heights, where? On Sedgwick Avenue. Sedgwick Avenue, perfect. So um, what was one thing you liked about growing up in the Bronx? Do you have Uh, a a memory? Yes, I have great memories of growing up. There was a very togetherness about our neighborhood and and, uh, it never wore off me and that's the reason I I guess I got into this business, you know, being being a bartender a bar owner eventually. Um, yeah, togetherness. Togetherness. Very tight neighbors. So people watched out for each other back in those days. Absolutely. Right. Did you, I, uh, many people like, say they love that store Alexander's on Fordham. I love that store. Did you go, everyone talk, I think we need to bring that store back. Yeah, there's another store called Gorman's, Frank's, my father used to take me. We what was found, there? It was it was a Frankfurter store with great neat uh, orange sodas. So good? It was so good. How and, much was the Frankfurter? Oh, I, I don't know what you <laughs> But you know, I was walking on the Grand Concourse. You're familiar with the Grand Concourse. Absolutely. You know, they have to bring back, Richie, that Lowe's movie theater. I, I oh, think yeah. that would be such, if someone could bring that back or just three, something with it. There was three over there. It was the Lowe's Paradise. There was uh, The Paradise, yeah, right no, by Fordham, yeah. Yeah, by Fordham. There were three on Fordham. There was none else around. The, the Dale on 231st Street, but that was only beginning. Right. Um, Lowe's, uh, the Valentine, and uh, there was another one over there. Well, was, uh, I, I can't remember the other one. But. And then where Lomans was, now it's like Flame Hibachi. That used to be an ice skating rink? Yes, that was uh, Kelton's. Kelton's, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, you know. It was from where? Pauline's where I ended up working. Paul, Okay, Pauline's where you ended yeah. up working, yeah. So there was like a lot to do back in those times, right? Oh, yeah. There was. A, I feel there, like there's not much for young kids to do now, right? No, nah, it doesn't seem it. It, it. You know, but again, I'm out of the loop, so. I mean, so kids much. will be kids and they'll find their way. But you got you. But you used to go out and play, and like when the light post turned on, you had to get home and all that stuff. Yeah, we were we were playing all day. Yeah, you know, playing on concrete, sliding, diving, you know, whatever we had to do. Right. Just playing. So, what was your first job? Oh, I worked in a fruit stand on Kingsbridge Road. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. A fruit stand. Uh, yes, a fruit stand. And uh, did you like it? Uh, no, because I couldn't understand the guy that owned it. So. <laughs> Well, that never... He said, he said to clean the cabbage. I thought he meant clean the garbage, so I was like... Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like 16 when I... You didn't know. No. So how did you get into bartending? I never thought I would be a bartender, but I used to like going out, and then and, and, uh, just kind of one day somebody said, hey, well, you should be a bartender, and then uh, the first person, the place I ever worked was um, Magoo's, which was Timmy's Tavern. Wow. Back in 1983, it was the first place I ever worked. And it was called Mr. Magoo's? No, it was called uh, Timmy's Tavern. Oh, t- okay, okay. And then it was Mr. Magoo's. Yeah. Okay. That was the first place. And how old were you? Oh, I was 21. 21? Yeah. 
You were living the good life, right? Uh, yeah, and the first day I ever made, I made like 200 bucks on a Monday <laughs> afternoon, and I thought that was pretty cool. Of course. Yeah. Nowadays, that's pretty cool, yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> back then, what? Back then, that's like, what now, $400 today? Uh, well, yeah, it's probably more back then than it is now, you know what I mean? And then you could smoke in the bar, it was a whole different... Totally different, yeah. Totally, totally different. Yeah. Now everything is so like... Yeah. It's different. It's, I still have fun doing it. Though. Right. I'm still doing it, and I have fun doing it. And then you worked at Pauline's. And then I, I went to the Off-Broadway first. There was another bar called Off-Broadway behind behind um, where uh, McDonald's is. Okay. All right. That was called, you know where Domino's Pizza is now? Yes. That was a bar called Off-Broadway. Okay. And actually, I worked there for a little while, and then I ended up in Pauline's. Pauline's. And Pauline's was a place I, you know, I think Pauline was, was a, a boss lady. Well, she was well. She I, was I tough. got along with her well. Shout out to Roger. Oh yeah. Hey Roger. Roger. They were family, you know. Yeah. We became family, and we played football out of there, which became a big part of our lives. Right. They had uh, teams and but, leagues and things, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, all kinds of leagues. We had every league, and you know. Yeah. So every every night of the week, there was somebody in there. Softball, football, you know, football was big with, with our crowd. Right. I heard Pauline ran an amazing business over yeah. there, and it was always packed, right? Always. Every night of the week. So was every other bar on Broadway. If you went. Everything. I remember as a kid, uh, Sidekicks, Characters, these places, J.C. Max, Goldpost. Fifth Street and Broadway, all the way to, to Riverdale, to Two Fifty Sixth Street and Broadway. Mm-hmm. There was people in every bar. And there must have been 40, 50 bars up that. And they were all packed. Pretty much, yeah. You don't really see that anymore. No, it's different. It's different now. Now, let me ask you, right by, um, let's say, North Riverdale, Mashaloo Avenue, 259th around there, there's a little tiny, where those buildings are, there's a little tiny place, and it looks like abandoned. Was that a bar? That was a bar. What was it called? I think it was called Brady's, I'm pretty sure. Wow. In like the 80s. But I didn't really go there because I was. That's one thing that was different back then. Right. Because if I, I was a Kingsbridge guy and I, I went, I played, played ball out of Pauline's. I never really went to Riverdale back then. Riverdale and Kingsbridge were completely different. That's all changed now. We all became. It's one. all one, yeah. It's all became one, yeah. Right. But uh, that was a bar up there called Brady's. I, I wonder why it's like still structurally there. You think it would have been right? I it's just it's that. just there. You know, I didn't know. I have not noticed that, but I have to take a look at that. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. I know exactly because I used to think when I used to look at it, it's like that bar. That's a bar. It's and it's so tiny. It's back, right? It's a little bit like on if you're going north on Broadway, yeah. it's on the left. Yes, I know. I, and it's like between all these buildings, yep. and it can't. I mean, it can't fit that many people in it. It's like tiny. Mm-hmm. I I remember it well. Okay. Yeah, I remember I, I, Ireland's I, I, own and like. Yeah. Well, Double Days was past that. That's how I would know because Double Double Days was another big staple. In this that place. was a staple, right? Yes. And like Dorney Malone's on Two Forty Second. Yes. A lot of my friends now, younger than me, mm-hmm. a lot of guys from Dorney Malone's. See, I'm from Two Thirty Eighth Street, so our staple is definitely the Punch Bowl. Right. Yeah, the Punch Bowl. Everyone's been well, there. Well, you had the Punch Bowl. You had the Goldpost. You had the Forge. Turned into. Yeah. JC Max, and then you had. Oh, the, the Forge turned into JC Max. That's correct. Okay, I, I used to stare out the window at these bars all the time. Yeah, that, that was a fun block. It was, it's like in the 90s, right? Yeah. It was. So, um, where can we find you today? I'm at Mr. Viggs now. and uh, Where's know, that? It's on uh, Marshall Avenue. Okay. A up, up, uh, block up from Fieldston. And what nights are you there? I'm not there at nights anymore. Too oh, you're days? Yeah, I'm days. Okay. I work Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday through Friday, yeah. and what time do you open? Uh, I don't get there until around uh, 1130. 
Okay. Yeah. So you're there from like 11:30 to six. Six and Fridays till seven. Friday's a really good day. Friday's a good day. I, I stay till seven. So. So if someone hasn't been there before, the best day to come would be Friday, maybe to see it. Yeah, and any day's good day. It's a very friendly neighborhood bar. Like right. It's one of the last places where it's just got a warm feeling. And shout out to Fran. Oh, I love Fran. She's Fran a, is great. She brings like food and like it's a does, real. She tries her best. I work for a lot of owners. I was one myself in Manhattan for for a while after I left Orleans. And I work for a lot of owners, and uh, between her and Pauline, it's my two favorites. Two favorite. Now, that bar was her father's, correct? That's correct. And now it's hers. Now it's hers. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's really, really awesome. So anybody who wants to go and have a drink and meet Richie and, and have a friendly face, you got to go to Mr. Yeah, Vig's. it's a friendly bar. You know, yeah. It's a, it's a sports bar. It's a conversations, uh, you know, friends. It's, it's good. Right, right. It's a try good. to make everybody feel warm then. Right. Well, I try. Exactly. <laughs> Any other bars that you want to shout out or other bar? I mean, obviously, you and I are both bartenders. Um, you know, but besides... Um, yeah, you know, there's a, in the, neighbor, the, the neighborhood, you know, like Pauline's, uh, the old ones, Pauline's, Off-Broadway, the places I mentioned, um, there's not many left. Downies, of course. Right. You know? uh, that's where I do my Toys for Tots. Uh, toys for Children, actually. Right. Um, uh, yeah, there's not many left. Chucky is like a neighborhood staple. A very good friend of mine. Yes, yes. So uh, let's speak a little bit about Toys for Tots. Okay. Now, Toys toys for Children, I'm sorry. Toys for Children. Toys for children. Yes. I apologize. So this was started by Terrence Mulvey, correct? Yes. And he was a very good friend of yours. Yeah, he was my best friend. Your best friend. Yeah. So do you, tell us a little bit about your friendship and how this became. Well, our friendship uh, started uh, playing football with him in, in, in Pauline's. And uh, we just, we, you know, we, we both played hard, and he took a liking to me. I was a little younger than him, which I was surprised. He took a liking to me, and I took, he was more friends with my brother, who was older than me. But then me and him hit it off, and uh, we just became very good friends, playing ball together and having some laughs and, you know, doing what 20-year-olds do. Right. And then um, one day in 1987, 36 years ago, he came to me and he says, you got to do me a favor. I, I need you to come to the hospital with me. I didn't know what he was talking about. I, I hadn't, I, I, what? But I kind of went with what he said. Right. And uh, he uh, he took me down to Columbia Presbyterian, uh, Presbyterian Children Babies Hospital, and he put this really disgusting uh, uh, <laughs> suit on me that smelled. What was it? it what kind was, of suit? Uh, it was a Rudolph suit, but it was like leather, and I I don't know who was in it before, but oh, man, had good hygiene. Oh. Yeah. And I was pretty annoyed, uh, but then I noticed something. We, me and him, he had a bunch of toys with him, and um, we walked around this hospital to a lot of sick kids, and I watched him uh, perform something that I'll never forget. He was Santa Claus. He certainly was. My, in my eyes, he was the guy. So he dressed up, and he went around. He dressed and- up as Santa Claus, and uh, he went around, and through that smelly costume, I was watching him interact with these children, and I couldn't believe my eyes. Right, and he was what twenties something at the time. He was uh, three years older than me. In his twenties. Yeah, so I was like, uh, yeah, he was probably twenty nine. I was twenty six, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you just saw the joy in these children. I, I'll never forget. Uh, very sick children, right? Very sick children. Very and sick. At that time, there was a lot of AIDS things going on too. So we saw a lot of different. But that was the first time he took me, and then it started a big thing with the community uh, we, we, we really did a he did right nobody else he did some job so you actually in the beginning you didn't know about this part of him I, I did not it wasn't I that big I always he loved, loved kids though he always had this okay. 
I did not. But there wasn't like a big fundraiser. It was just him getting toys from no, wherever he I, got them. Out of the blue, he asked me to to do this with him. And right. That's when I and I was like, well, "What are you talking about?" Like, you know. And he was one that didn't take no for an answer. So it was like I had to do it. I was like, "What are you talking about?" But right. So know. so then the years went by. It got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. It started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we had to ask other people in the neighborhood to help us because. He did this all by himself, and he raised money to buy the toys for the kids, and and so then we started doing it at Pauline's, which uh, it worked out. So, what's the process of this? Like, do you go to the kids like in November? Is there like a wish list, or are you just? Well, there wasn't a wish list at first. There, there was a list of how many kids were there. Okay. And he started getting further and further into it. The next year, we went again by ourselves, and he, he just me and him, and then he started getting further and further into this, and then he, we decided, after we played football on a Saturday, in the first Saturday of December, he would um, he would start a fundraiser, and just, not from anybody else, but family and friends. Right. You know, and he'd collect all that money, and then he'd call the hospital, and he'd find the names. 12 girls, 12, 12 boys. boys right, yeah. The genders, the age. Right. And he would go out by himself, and he did this up to almost the day he died. And he'd buy these toys, the popular toys. He would know the popular toys. Right. I don't know how he researched it back, but he did. And he and he would collect all these toys, and then he would bring them to the hospital, and we would deliver them. We'd actually deliver them. So this has been going on for 36 years? This is 36 years now, yes. Right. And so he's helped how many children? Would you say thousands? I, I can't imagine. And there's some, there's some stories that are uh, unforgettable stories. I mean, one of the last things... When he was really sick, as um, so Terrence did pass away. Unfortunately, he passed away of nine eleven cancer. Yeah. And um, but one of the last things he did, um, he got a call because now the hospital, Columbia Presbyterian Baby Children Babies Hospital, got so they loved us down there. They loved him, they, right? Because he was so good at it that they started giving him like personal, like what what the kid would ask for. And one of the last things I can remember was that this kid asked for an Aaron Judge jersey. Okay. And now we walk in, you got Rudolph, you got Frosty, you got Santa, you got an elf. And we walk into this room and the kid's standing there and Terrence starts talking or Santa starts talking to him. Right. And, oh, by the way, would you like this? And it gives him an Aaron Judge jersey in the kid's face. like Signed. Yeah, like the kid was, the kid was like, because he, he asked, he had asked the people at Children's right. Baby's Hospital for it. Right, and right. Now, now he's looking at him like, maybe you guys are Santa. Maybe you really are Santa, yeah. Yeah, and the, the thing, like I said before. Disclaimer, um, if your kids are listening to this, <laughs> Santa is very much real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we did <laughs> Okay. No, we, we'll fix that. Okay. <laughs> we'll fix that, yes. Well, my, my thing is, because I, I forget that. No, 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 it's my fault. No, Um. He really thought he was Santa. I mean, I, and he loved this. Did you see Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Yeah, a that long man, time ago. Okay, well, the man thought he was Santa, and when Terrence put that uniform on, he, he turned into Santa Claus. He was. Yeah, is there any like like funny story throughout the years that you know? Were you sick any year? You couldn't make it, and there was like some last oh, minute I mean, emergencies. The funny story or, is the, 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 yeah, there is. Fun. Um, you know, I, I went to Manhattan and started working nights. I, I actually got involved in my own bar in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's Martell's Grill. Give a shout out to Martell's Grill. It was a great place. And uh, I worked nights and I was kind of living down there. And I had to be in, no, we don't get paid for what we do. and But we do it, you know. Right. And 
I had to come up from Manhattan, and sometimes I'd be late, and Santa was not too happy with me. So yes, there was uh, there was some funny. Uh, Chucky could you know vouch for that. Chucky You've done it every year. I've been with him. So the first year I didn't do it with him. He did it with an, right. a, a, a cop friend of his, and then that's when I got that suit. Right. The next year, and then I've done it every the last 36 so 35 years are you still the reindeer or you changed it no I I, I moved to Frosty to Sony you're Frosty and who's Santa now uh, well uh, our friend Craig Doyen okay 38th Street guy okay he, um, he, he he did it but during the pandemic they stopped doing it so they wouldn't let we couldn't do it because of the pandemic oh you could not do this in 2020 no, and then Terrence passed away so we're still up in the air if we're ever going to do it again but we do now is we so getting back to how we raise the money, it's always a, it's just a, it's just a friends and family thing. Right. We don't get no corporate help. We don't ask for nothing, and everybody pitches in. And so the money that Terrence took and bought all the toys, well, now we just give them a check. That's what's going on lately. We might change that again because I'd love to dress up one more, two more times. Right. But I just think maybe with like COVID and, and the kids are very sick. Yeah. And, so. And, you don't want to get anybody else sick. So so with COVID, they, they did. We had to stop it. But we never stopped doing it. Actually, Terrence's last thing, we did an online thing. And uh, we raised a lot of money. Right. So last year, we raised more money than we ever did. Wow. We gave Columbia Children Babies Hospital. Those kids had an amazing Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And we trust them, and they trust us. They they actually wrote a wrote a book about Terrence. There's a, there's a booklet out. Uh, it's a beautiful. Thing. I'd love to see it. Oh yeah, I could show it to you. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. So you know, what's one thing if anyone's listening? Uh, one thing that you would like them to know about Terrence Mulvey and his and his legacy and his memory. Well, his legacy memory, I, I there's a lot. Um, he he's a, he was a great husband, uh, a great dad, uh, a great great friend. And the funniest guy I ever met in my life. And his love for children, I mean, this guy was a cop for 20 years a day. The day he, always, he always wanted to be a teacher. So for 20 years, he was a police officer. The day he took 20 years, he got out, and he became a, t- a teacher. And he, his, last, his last job was the dean of discipline at uh, Cardinal Hayes High School. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, I got to tell you, Richie, one thing about me, the day that I leave this world, I hope that I'm blessed to have a friend like you that speaks so highly of, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's actually really beautiful to see this. And, um, you know, it's amazing that you keep this alive. You know, this keeps Terrence alive, the holiday seasons. And Well, he asked me, um, you know, when he knew that the, the cancer was not going to, he's not going to make it. He, he asked me to do it. He asked me to keep it alive. So you're going to do this every year? Well... Here's the deal. We always wanted to um, pass it to our children. Right. And, and I think his son Ian's going to take it over for me. So he's I, very I, involved. I want to stay. Ian got involved this year. Good. So I want to pass the presidency, as Terrence passed to me. I'm going to pass it to Ian. I'm always going to help Ian. But, right. you know, I want. that's what he wanted, Terrence. Terrence wanted our kids to, my, my son's a little too young. My you have two kids yourself, right? I do, yeah. My right. son's 16. My daughter's 28. And they come to this fundraiser and yeah, they help. Well, my daughter comes a lot. My son's, but yeah, he and he loved her. They both do. Right, both right. Them, so. so now this year, 2023, you are doing this toys for children. When is this event? If anybody wants, can anybody attend this and Absolutely. wants to support it? We'd love for you to attend. Uh, December 9th, okay, three to nine at Downey's. Okay. Um, on so, Marshall Avenue. Marshall Avenue. 
So we, we you know, it's just a fundraiser. You, there's a donation box there. You give what you want, a dollar to tw- whatever you want. Whatever you want. And no donations too small. Uh, no donations too small. Um, and then we have raffles. We sell some uh, some shirts, some Terrence uh, Santa Claus shirts. And right. So. Um, Is it like a ticketed event, like open bar food or? No, you. So what what we used to do it in Pauline's and and then went to went to Magoo's. Okay. Glenn McGuffin, I got to give a shout out to Glenn. Um, we so. What happens is they give us some part of the register because we we grab so many people. So when you buy a drink, you are also donate, you know. Right. You know, so that yeah, they give us a percentage of their their of the sales. Okay. Yes. So shout out to Brian Downey. Yeah. 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 And I, I just know, oh my lord, I used to work on Moshlu and I the night of this event, I mean, it's like you needed like traffic because yes. you need traffic aid like what do you call them? Like well, traffic director because yeah. it's packed. Well, and Downey's is a big Lord, place. You know what you had, which was another good thing I wanted to bring up, is that the community. See, this started in Kingsbridge, right? And, right. And it was kind of a thing where we got the word out because we were playing football against all the neighborhoods, you know. And that's and it was a Kingsbridge thing. Right. But then it got to Inwood, and then it got to Riverdale, and now everybody came together, and all these people started. So when you go to this event, you're having a reunion every year. You're seeing people you haven't seen since the year before, which. Is, is a beautiful thing in itself. Right. You know, you know every year things change yeah. where these people come together. So it's really like a Christmas party reunion yes. and it's and, and it's, it's a good yes. Yes. Children. Yes. Yeah. So um I mean I truly wish you the best. Um is there a website like if somebody wants let's say somebody cannot go to the event and they do want to well, donate. You can look on our uh, Facebook page. It's called Remembering Terrence Terry Mulvey. Okay. And on on that on that Facebook page you, you scroll down there's a link where you can directly uh, send money to the Columbia Presbyterian. It goes right to Columbia. To, to all, in Terrence's name. In Terrence's name. Okay. Right, right to the Columbia Presbyterian. So if anyone's listening that cannot attend this event on December 9th, you still can uh, do your part and give in and give yeah. to this amazing cause. Um, and so he, I, I have to just backtrack here because sure. he um, went before COVID, before he passed. He would physically go out and buy these toys. Every year, and how would he transport all these toys? Uh, it, when he rents a van, he even bought these, and he never asked for help till he got kind of sick. Mm-hmm. He used to do this by himself every year, and I'd be like, "Yo, you need, no, I don't need any help." And he'd buy all these toys, and he's and he knew, and then he got so, you know, together with Columbia that that he knew what a lot of these kids wanted, and it was it was it was surreal. And you guys would wrap them all. Huh? You would wrap them. His mother, God rest her soul, oh, Ter- Teresa, uh, Mrs. Mulvey used to wrap every toy for us for all those years that we went through. How many toys would you say in one year? Oh, I don't know. Oh, 500. Oh, and she'd wrap every single one? Every one of them. And then as she got By the older, time she wrapped gifts for her family, she's like, forget it. You just well, get it in the bag. Well, as she got older, what Terrence decided to do, we're going to buy the gift bags and just put yes. them in there. But she still did that. She would do Well, that. she enjoyed it. You have to enjoy it. Oh, to, we, it, it yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's fun, right? You you know? Know, it was a lot of fun, too. Um you know, I was telling you about the football thing with Pauline's, and, and we played all this hard football against citywide football. And we win a lot of championships. We had a really good team. And that feeling with your friends when you win something is great, right? Yeah. Well, after that, after the Toys for Tots, sitting down having dinner with your friends was the same kind of feeling, what, what accomplishment we did that So day. you guys go out every year after? Every year we have go out. We used to deliver the toys, and then we'd go to Jake's or 
you know, Beccafino's or right. wherever the place would be at the time. And just eat really good and then fall asleep. Eat, eat really good, <laughs> drink really good, and just have a really good time. And then and sleep just, and and for like three days. And about the kids we met that day and how, you know, precious, you know, life really is because you realize that's not happening to you and you have your own life. And right. You know. And we stress out about things that don't matter. And when right. you see these sick kids, it's like, it's life's it not really, fair. It really struck me hard like the, the first year we were there and we walked into the ICU room and there was there was a young child in an in incubator and and uh, you know Santa had no he went over to the it was all plastic off the, the kid was in a right. was in a crib with plastic all around it and he started playing with the kid and the doctor told Santa hey don't bother just leave the present and he looked at the guy and he just didn't care and he kept poking at the kid and that child got up and stood up on the crib and a smile came out of his kid's face wow and, and then the doctor said oh my god get him a gown and they put a gown on terrence and he santa and he walked in the kid played for him like a half an hour i mean we're in these frosty it's 100 degrees in these costumes. You didn't care. You were just like, we got to... I was amazed. What I, that, that's, that's the one thing that I'll never forget. You'll never There's forget. a lot of things I'll never forget. What year was this, the 90s? That was early. That was early. like 88 or 89. Anyway, when we got to the elevator, that was our last stop of the day. When we got to the elevator, because we had our own special room, and we got to the elevator, they take up a room, then we go in and we change. Some guy came running at us when we got to the elevator where it was supposed to be, we were supposed to be done and take off your stuff to breathe a little bit. And some guy came running at us, we'll put back on our stuff. He was the father of that child. And he said, who are you guys? Are you guys cops? And Santa said, no, it's just a neighborhood thing. And that guy happened to be a cop. And he said, my son has never smiled before in his life. He had a heart transplant as a young baby. And the last time I talked to Terrence about that guy, the son was doing fine 20 years later. And that guy always said, because they exchanged numbers, and that guy always said that the reason why is because you guys were there that day. Yeah, I think, you know, when you, people who are very, very sick like that, children, adults, they need, like, positive, they need happy things to, you know, it's sad well, being there the all the time. the amazing thing I think I've ever seen in my life. And you're getting emotional. You know, like, yeah, I yeah. can see it. Like, it really touched, yeah. I mean, the, the kids stood up. The doctor said, don't even bother what he said to him. Right. Santa. And Santa said, nah, yeah, you back away. Medicine only does so much, right. you know? And I don't know what happened, but that kid, and then everything worked. And now the kid is fine. As far as I know. Yeah. You know, I don't... But the, but eventually got out of the hospital. years and, later, I mean, yeah. that was in the 80s, and, you know, somewhere in 2000, Terrence said, oh, Santa had talked to this man, and they exchanged numbers. They were both on the job, so... Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, going back to your bartending, um, you organize these trips to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. You do like so, like I mean, so many people are on this bus, Richie. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun, though. You know, that's what it's about. That's what I, I I've done my whole life, and I like I like being with my friends. I like being my you know my family. And you love to bring people together. Yeah, you know? Absolutely, I, I think is you know. Uh, I have a gift of doing that. Like I see a guy in a corner. Right. I say, hey, you know this guy, and, and the guy. I said, wait a minute. And I could bring you those like two to connect people. them. Yeah, I like to connect. Yeah. Now, if somebody, let's say somebody wants to go out and meet people and have fun, can they join you on these trips? Like, oh, where would they find out about it? Um, well, 
it's Viggs now. Mr. Viggs. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Viggs. You know. Okay. Yeah, I just got the, the Gaelic football team. Like, we have a bus uh, coming uh, Black Friday. We're going to the Jet game. Okay. And I got a big bus, but I only got 25 people on it for us. And, uh, you know, Ray Croak? He's part of us. Yes, yes, yes. Ray Croak is part of us. So, oh, actually, I, I know the name sounds familiar. Yeah, I was thinking Ray, of another Ray. Ray. I'm thinking of Ray Pettit, Billy's friend. No, this is this is Ray Croak. Ray Croak, it sounds familiar, yes. Kingbridge guy now lives in Riverdale, big Riverdale. Okay, yes, yes. But he's part of our Toys for Tots thing, too. Now. Right. And uh, he, he just reached out. He, he runs the Gaelic football team at a Gaelic park. And uh, he reached out, hey, you guys got room in a bus. So now we're going to meet. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And you guys go out, you that's have a good time. I got room, of course. Yeah. And you tailgate? You we tailgate, yeah. You tailgate? Yes. And then you get the shirt and the whole thing. Yeah. And, and then after party at Viggs? Yeah. Well, who was ever left? I am usually. Whoever is the last of them all. My stress is done. <laughs> and then I'm okay. It's so stressful okay. getting them all together on the uh, bus. It is. You got to collect money. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. You got to get passes. And it's crazy. I, I do want to shout out one person that we both know. We've both served him. Um, he's really, truly a character. I'd love to get him on here. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, not Jimmy, sorry, Joey Gavin. Oh, Joey Gavin. Could you imagine him I on this podcast? Him. Oh, Joey. Joey's a, he's a, <laughs> Shout he's a Joey. through and through. Oh, my God. And, you know, when I first met him, when he came into the bar, he didn't say a word. He was quiet as a mouse. Because when he reads that newspaper, he does not want to be bothered, right? Yes. Jameson Neat, Joey do not bother him. Joey of life. But yes. It's cool. I love Joey. Have you ever heard of him order pizza from Dino's? Uh, uh, yes, I've heard a lot. Pizza, well done. Burn, the, burn, burn the crust, burn. Yes. light on the peppers, yes. light on the cheese. Joey, uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, I'm blessed to be in the neighborhood and know all these people. That, yeah. Uh, Ricky Dugan's another oh, great person. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Dugan, Joey. Uh, that whole crew. Heineken Joe. Heineken Joe. Best. It's just a great neighborhood. You know, those guys are all PK guys. I grew right. up in that era. And, you know, I. Just wonderful guys. They're just gentlemen, you know. Yeah, they're just, they, you know, they don't I make love, them like I, that anymore. I really, really love. My father did too. He thought Kingsbridge was the best place on earth, which is crazy. But right, I do too. Kingsbridge, Riverdale, even in like the, we've become such such good people. I've met and. Uh, you know, it's also nice, too, I don't know if you agree with this, we're in a place, right? So if we want to go to the city, we can. But if we want to go up north, we, we're in a perfect yeah. spot, right? Yeah, we grew up in a, in a perfect spot. We have, like, the best of both worlds. The times, uh, you know, I had the times in my life. And, uh, right. I'll never forget. And now, I met the greatest of friends. Now, when you were growing up or now, like, if, when you wanted a good sandwich, where did you go? Oh, I went to the deli in 231st Street. Uh, Coca City? Coca City, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're gone, right? Yeah, it's gone. And Columbia Florist is a staple, right? Columbia Florist, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. just a neighborhood. Just know? a neighborhood. Just kept it local. Every uh, You could get anything. It bends, Mino Matt. You know. Oh, yeah, no, he's... Furman's where, you know, across the street from the, the Dale restaurant. I got a shout out to the Dale restaurant. Now it's Dale Diner. I think I slept over there a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I yeah, I love it. So I'm really happy that you came, Richie. Thank you so much for taking your Thank time you to come. Just give us um, just the information one more time. Okay. If anybody wants to donate a toy about the event, I really want people to yeah. support this. So you can bring toys. Uh, you you know, we'll, we'll deliver them. Uh, we can't physically deliver them anymore, but we will, you know, get, get them there. Okay, sure. so we can bring a toy or we can or donate. Or donation. You come in, you buy a drink. You come into the back room, okay. buy a drink, you know, say hello, look for me and tell me you heard this podcast and ask for Richie Walsh and I'll say hello to you. Um, okay. 
um, yeah. So it's uh, on Facebook. It's remembering Terrence, Terrence, Terry Mulvey. Remembering Terry Mulvey. Terry, and there's a flyer. Yeah, if you scroll down, you'll see the, the, the link that you can donate the money. Okay, and we'll take that link and that flyer and we'll attach it with this podcast okay, and, and get the great. word out that'd there, yeah. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I think, um, thank you so much and um, thank you for keeping your friend's memory alive. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, Toys for Children. Uh, Toys shout for out to children. Columbia Press and so, those children. So we, uh, just one more thing. We, yeah, we, sure. We renamed it after he passed away. Um, and I want to get this out there, because I want please, people to know. It's, please, It's called the Terrence Mulvey Toys for Children Foundation. I love that. I love that. The Terrence Mulvey Toys for Children Foundation. Yes. I love that. So please, community, please uh, attend or send a toy or make a donation. There is no do- donation that is too small. None. Appreciative for anything that you can do. I want to thank Richie Walsh. You can see him at Mr. Viggs. Uh, really quick, what's the most popular beer you sell at Viggs? I'm just curious. Right now? Yeah. Um, Coors Light. No, I wouldn't say Coors Light. I would still say uh, a Michelob Ultra Rogue in the world. Michelob Ultra showing, but yeah. Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra. Coors Light. Coors And Bud. And Bud. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, my grandfather. I don't know if you knew him, Patty Hennessy. I knew your grandfather very. He loved Wrangled beer so much. He named his dog Wrangled. Named her dog Wrangled? No. No, he named his dog Wrangled. So I remember being a kid. I'm like, why is our dog not named like? you know, lucky or spot. It's like wrangled. I'm like, how do you spell wrangled? He's like, I love that beer. Well, thank you so much, Richie, for coming. And, um, did, I ever, did I ever tell you a story about your grandfather? No, tell it now. I want to hear it. Oh, my God. So you I, don't know, I don't know if I want to. Am I scared? No, no, okay. he was hysterical. And, uh, he is hysterical. Uh, he was. He was a funny guy, and he was a gentle guy, so it was none. But he, used to, he didn't hang out in Pauline. When I worked there in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. he did not hang out in Pauline. So. I'm going to tell you when we, when we pause this, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> well, he ended up hanging out there. Though. He did, okay. Later on. Uh-huh. So he'd walk in, I'd work like a Monday night, and I'd, I'd be behind the bar when I first 6 o'clock, get out behind the bar. And he'd walk in, there's two doors to Pauline's front door, 236th Street. Right. Right. And then there's the back door. Back door where? It, it went. Where the so parking lot of the 50th would, is? Well, it was, it, no, right. So Pauline's went like this in a horseshoe. Yes. There's two doors. There was one right. here and one here. Right, 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 right. Okay. So he'd walk in the front door, 236th Street, uh-huh. the car bell, right? Right, okay. He'd walk in and he'd tell me, just passing through. Yeah. He would not have a drink and he'd walk around the whole bar and he'd leave at the end That's drink. so weird. That's so funny. <laughs> Every Monday for months. Do you know that that man had a stroke? He could. He really suffered the last two years of his life. Yeah, I know. He had a stroke. He was not verbal. Um, he started getting it back towards midway through. So, you know, he was uh, in the nursing home and I would go visit him. And he was, like, paralyzed. It's a horrible, horrible way. I wish it on nobody. Um, but he did say to my husband, I said, Pop, I'm engaged. So he looks at my husband. And only he could say this, you know. Right. And he says to him, I don't know what you do for work, but you must make a lot of money because she sure as hell doesn't look hungry. <laughs> he was a funny guy. He was, and he had that little charm about him he that did, you, you know. So nothing bad about him. Oh my God! I was rude. He was a good guy. I remember yeah. talking to him. When I went back oh. to Pauline's, and he. He was telling me. I said, what are you doing here? And I hang out here. Oh, yes, I don't care now. Yeah, his little beer and a wine glass. Yep. So, well, thank you so much for coming. And uh, thank you for keeping Terrence Mulvey's legacy alive. Terrence Mulvey, 
Toys for Children Toys Foundation. For children. Check it out. We will link all the links and the flyers with this podcast. So please support and support everything community. Till next time, guys. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.